Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 384 of the AFTN podcast, the only podcast recorded from the host's parents' basement. I'm here with uh, Peter Hicken. Hi. And Nicholas Ruprecht. Hello. Nick's season debut today. Mm-hmm. Um, nervous like the Whitecaps or relaxed like... Uh, I think, you know, if I can do better than the Whitecaps, that'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what a 3-1 loss... <laughs> in podcast terms, terms is, is, but uh, I'm sure we'll find out in the next uh, 40 minutes or so. Um, so, gentlemen, first game of the season, done and dusted. It's been reviewed and dissected um, a bit too much, I would say. But uh, let's just get your brief thoughts on the first game, just to see your headspace um, from you know the fallout of that Kansas defeat. Um, disappointing? I think that's a pretty wide sentiment yeah. yeah anything specifically like just to kind of get into like the specific detail. disappointment yeah, yeah. like it's kind of like the disappointment where you buy a bad car okay <laughs> okay that kind of disappointment. i think we're all on the same page about that one How about you? <laughs> i mean on on one hand i think yeah disappointment absolutely based on the fact that the performance was kind of night and day in, mm. compared to the preseason yeah but when I actually looked at, when you look at the starting 11, it's like, there's no new player, there's hardly any new players yeah. from last year other than Cavalier. Cavalier yeah. And that's the thing, because what was disappointing was the performance. It was like watching a game last year. Yeah. Like, that game could have been smack in the middle of July last year. It could have. Yeah. But there are new additions, and I'm sure we'll talk about them. I like the new car disappointment analogy. Not because it hits home to me particularly, but um, yeah, like the build-up, right? The the expectation versus the reality, the level of performance. Um, I Actually, I listened in the car this week, I was listening to um, TSN 1040, and there was an interview with Mark DeSantos, and he, he went on about how the players were nervous, right? The build-up for the game kind of made them made them kind of not relax. He kept using the word relax a lot, and that must be important for, you know, his game prep or whatever but you can kind of see it on the field but it was one of the few games and I will say this that the more I thought about it after the game the less disappointed I was so there's a few things like the xg numbers I don't know if you guys saw those but like the expected goals the expected goals yeah so two for the white caps and 
0. 0.8 or something yeah. for Kansas. That's so they just finished their chances very, very well. The one thing that the one sour taste that hasn't gone away is how just poor the midfield has been. But we'll get into we'll get into all of that um, starting uh, starting right now. Let's get into some team news for the Whitecaps. So before we get into all this, LA Galaxy away this year, first away game. Not the nicest opponent you would want to see. Definitely not what the back line wants to see in terms mm-hmm. of uh, Chicharito and Christian Pavon um, running at you with the ball. But we'll save LA for the <laughs> LA section. A bit of team news. No Godoy yet, which is frustrating, I imagine. Like we're not we're not doctors here, but um, well, you would, you, you're an immigrant, so you might have some. <laughs> well, he, he's not. He's not. He's not. With, he doesn't have the paperwork struggle. We'll save my. Uh, we'll save my immigrant. Uh, Jibes for uh, for um, who was it? Uso, oh no, Usu has his paperwork. Ranko does not have his paperwork. No, I don't believe he has his paperwork. Bickle yet. got his just the other day, yep. and there must be one more. I forget the name of the Korean player we're about to oh, sign, um, but Dong. but yeah, the moment that goes through, you can add three weeks to when when he actually <laughs> joins the team, right? Dance. We're not doctors, and we're not um, immigration lawyers either. So let's let's <laughs> veer, veer clear of that. But the Godoy thing, right? We, we've been told that he is nursing himself back to health and they're playing it safe with him Peter at what point do we just say listen we need a solid centre back in the squad and you're going to have to play through something oh I don't know as in like bring somebody bring somebody else no in. no ask Godoy to play even <sighs> though even if he's like 85 90% I think that's a bad idea especially considering I don't think our centre backs in the first game or in the preseason you know Kamiri and Cornelius they did pretty good yeah. I think Kamiri was not good. Like I, in preseason, I in preseason, preseason I thought in preseason, preseason I did not think he was good. In the game, I actually but, thought yeah. he was quite decent. Okay, let's let's separate this a little bit. On the ball, good or bad? I think mediocre. Okay, Peter. Yeah, mediocre. Off the ball, really good. Like he was winning headers. Okay. Like Peter, you agree with that? Yeah, decent. Okay, maybe I was too influenced by my preseason opinion of him. He like, just, I, I mean, maybe it was just, maybe I was like maybe. selectively looking at things, but I just thought the tackles he put in and he had the clearances and stuff like that. And I thought that yeah. was, and I mean, that, that's what counts. I, I don't right? think he was, yeah, exactly. I don't think he was the biggest problem, like, yeah, at sure. all, right? Which but, is why I'm like, why rush Godoy back if yeah. he's performing well guess, enough? Yeah. He's performing well. And enough. I guess it is a baptism of fire. Mm-hmm. And the, how much has he played anyway? It's true. So you may as well give him a chance. Well, yeah, today, today <laughs> is Tuesday. So what we have is, you know, reports from training yesterday and today i think they're training the rest of the week all the way through so who knows you could join up at some point it's a th- yeah it's a thin line between wanting to give the experience because I, I don't think any of us here think that cornelius or camaria are going to be the starting duo for yeah. the foreseeable future barring something extraordinary i think but, i think cornelius is probably a bit safer than uh than yeah. Kamiri. I don't know. In terms of Sanders is quite high on Kamiri. But regardless, it's a thin line between wanting to give them experience and also you don't want the more like you the, the White Cups had a lot of grit at the start of last year. It's actually for the first two games, even though they didn't get any results. So they got oh they got a tie here and there. But you know, you can't let that morale fall too much mm-hmm. due to losses. Yeah, it's a good point. Um there's been a lot of discussion, Nick, about the formation kind of coming back into question. Mm-hmm. Surely one game isn't enough to determine if the four two three one isn't gonna work, right? Or is it more personnel based, do you think? I think well, I mean, like you said, I think one sample size really isn't enough to mm-hmm. to make a determination. But I think, you know, Vancouver as a team has historically had good success with four two three one for what for yeah, with, for anything that for what that's worth. With Pedro obviously. Morales in the yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
But I think that also speaks to like a little bit how disjointed and what this four two three one would need. Mm. It needs somebody to link yep. in that midfield because the midfield was well non-existent. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good ta- that's a good talking point. I mean, do you think that like I'm, I'm at least seeing Glass City on Twitter attributed the loss or attributed the midfield disaster to our two holding midfielders, regardless of how well a job they did, versus Kansas's three. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, do you think that if we like, I don't know who those two holding midfielders are going to be. But if you if the best two of the crop that we have now perform, if not just well but quite yeah. well, can they hold down a midfield? Because I mean, the four two three one Nick's right. The four two three one, judging by our personnel and also historical success, has served the Whitecaps well. I, I think you touched on a really good point on being outnumbered, right? Um, so like we we can talk about this because Galaxy also play a four three three. And it's, it's one of those, you know, where the, the midfield three are narrow so that the forward three can be wide kind of a thing. And yeah, I, I think if you have the right personnel in there, not just in the two midfield holding positions, but also in the forward positions, ideally one of the three attacking midfielders drops back to help you out when you when the, when the other team are passing the ball like in triangles. So you can kind of cover at least the, you know, the tip of the triangle kind of a thing. Personnel wise, I think I, in an ideal world, like I think what hopefully is going through Mark Dos Santos's mind is when he has everyone available, everyone fit, Ingbom and uh, Ousu will be the two that start. Um, I've heard some talk of Ingbom maybe playing in the 10 role or playing like further forward, whatever that means. What do you guys think of that? I mean, he played further forward last year. Yeah. And I thought, judging on last year, playing him forward, further forward isn't a bad idea because he was able to be more creative. And he would close down further up the field, too. And last game, it didn't feel like we really had that creative link in the in terms of uh, like the free, yeah, free flowing uh, of play. I thought that was right? supposed to be Reyna, though, right? I couldn't even get the ball from Tiber to Reyna. Uh, yeah. Well, there was two times in the entire game where the Whitecaps broke out of the Kansas trap. One was when Reyna made a move, and I think that was in the second half. Actually, both of these were in the second half. Reyna made a move and broke away, and Whitecaps ran at Kansas' defense, and then I forget what happened. The second time was when Ingbom received the ball deep, and he did this really, like, a really good flick to kind of throw the defender that was closing him down off as he was receiving the ball, and then that opened it up for everything. So, I don't know. I think you need as many players on the te- in the team as possible who can break the lines, right, the, of, mm-hmm. of the opposing team. And I like, I, I'm going to say, I like Ingbom in that deeper position. I, I know what he can bring in the more attacking position, but I still think Reyna offers more of an offensive threat in the 10 role, if that's where we see him playing. Well, how is is Bikal going, or I don't know how you pronounce it, but is he let's going... Let's go with Bikal. Yeah, Bikal. <laughs> For Nick's is, sake, let's go with Bikal. Yeah. <laughs> is he going to be our number six, or, that, or is he going to be a right back? So he, he apparently he can play both, but all the highlights seem to indicate he plays in the middle. And considering how well Nerwinski did, I don't think he oh, yeah, bad yeah. last game by any stretch. Nerwinski, I think, I, I think he was voted man of the match, and I think fairly so. Yeah. Um, he had some ridiculous... Oh, you know, he did actually, when I... He was great going... Well, I'm, I'm judging this off the goal. But yeah, I, I, there was yeah. there was moments when the ball would be coming up or coming down that his side of the field. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God, he was out of position. Mm-hmm. And, like... And, yeah, and, 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 and none, like, too, though. Well, that, too. But, that but just making form? reckless, like, just lunges. Sure. But is that a function of what they want? 
given yeah. preseason, right? True. It seems like they were okay with moving them forward yeah. aggressively in the hope that, you know, one of our holding midfielders would be able to cover for them. Yeah, I think that's the I, idea. The fullbacks Jordan, push up and the midfielders drop back. That's why the midfielders always got the ball so deep. And then they weren't able to make the connecting passes, right? But were they dropping back enough to cover those overlapping runs? That were- I, I don't think the Whitecaps lost because they couldn't cover on the transition, right? They lost because of the second and third phase of play. So the 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 Kinda goal, like the ball was cut yeah, back yeah. to the top yeah. of the box. That's just a death spot. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it's been a soft spot even last year, right? Like so, it should be one of the holding midfielders who drop back, who then when the back line has its shape, push forward to occupy that space. And they just didn't do that, right? So the top of the box was was open for them. Yeah, like the third goal, we can't really attribute that to anything. And the first goal was just... Except Hurtado being clinical. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, <laughs> was probably... Felt like I was 13 again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We could we could spend an hour on famous Hurtado chances, but, but anyway. Um, okay, so well, let's go back to the formation. Um, I, do we agree that we should, like, at least for the short term, we should stick with the 4-2-3-1? I think so. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if it, like... I don't know. It, Idbom, Awosu, and Bikal. Uh, didn't Mark DeSantis say that in his in that Sportsnet interview that he went on that, that he was yeah. considering the switch back to the four three three with one of those guys in midfield? So it's a question of, and then you have to ask yourself what happens on the wings. Well, Milinkovic was Reyna great. would have yeah. to go back on the wing, and then Dahomey and Milinkovic would fight for the other spot, and then Cavallini would be left as the center striker. I, I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm we're kind of thinking like. We have yeah, to make I, sure I that Owusu the... and Bikel can work, can like are the players we think they are before we kind of... Yeah, no, I mean, yeah that is, that's true. That's not even... We don't even know. If yeah. a 4 2 three, one can work and you kind of get a winner between Owusu and Bikel, which I think you inevitably will. Like, yeah. Um, like, not like not meaning that the two of them aren't so good in themselves that it would be a bad idea not to play both of them. Yeah. Um, then the 4 2 three, one is probably best just because Reyna is best in that yeah. number 10 position. And I think for this LA game, in terms of like formation matchups you have i think you still have to go with the 4231 mm-hmm. just so you can kind of if your idea is to overload the other team when you're attacking you want to have the forward options available the 4231 offers more to more in that regard than the 433 because if your three midfielders get pinned you have no support for your front three and the, and as as we'll see the three midfielders that LA are likely to play have more than enough ability to pin Mm-hmm. Any Whitecaps midfield that you can put out there if there are three with no forward support. Just before we go through the team and you know make our decisions as if we were Mark Dos Santos, tac- like broadly speaking, like tactically and in terms of decision making, what would you guys like to see be better? Like were the were the team too quick to the long ball last week? Was it that they weren't moving, making the right decisions in terms of movement? What what do you guys think on that front? I didn't like the collective movement in terms of we touched on this last week. The gap between the number six, the like the two holding midfielders and the attacking and the attack and kind of the front four. Oh my god, the gap was huge. Like whenever the Whitecaps were playing out of the back constantly, but then it wouldn't be Reyna wasn't often coming to collect the the two or more importantly, Milinkovic and Dahomey were not both mm. tracking back to create outlets for Tiber and Inbound, which is why I think Kansas's trap was so effective. Yeah, so I, I, I want to see. I want to see. The, like maybe Reyna and Cavallini get a bit more, you know, rope with that. But I think the the wingers particularly need to, they need to attack as a unit, and if you want the fullbacks to push up, then you can let Tybert sit. 
Yeah. But but like Milinkovic and Dahomey need to come back and then move up with Imbong. Yeah. Any other comments on the uh, shape, Nick, in terms of the attacking phases? Um, one thing I didn't like is how it almost felt like when we're trying to move it horizontally across the field from the back, they were so slow. Yeah, like, and then the, the the second or third ball would have to be a long one. Ball, because yeah. they were so slow moving it across yeah. that by the time you get it over there, yeah. SKC was already set up. Yeah. yeah, the pace of play was just that. That was that was one of the main things. It was night and day of the preseason. It was just way slower. The ball yeah. movement mm-hmm. and, and the movement off the balls. Maybe well. that plays into the nerves that uh, DeSantis was talking about a little bit. Maybe I don't know. That sounds like a little I, bit like I, I excuses that's making, bit, but it's a bit know. more fair because that that is a confidence thing in terms of, as opposed to a tactical thing. Like yeah. if you're just not as confident. But when I was watching the game in in the stadium. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't feel like the players were nervous. I just felt like they were frustrated right from the beginning. And mm. how much of that is nerves versus how much of that is actually frustration? It's. I don't know. It seems like a little bit of hindsight, um, the benefit of hindsight, kind of playing into yeah, that you, a little you do, bit. You do have to be confident though to get through adversity like that. If if, if you start and, getting pressed really early on, and it's the to... it's the youngest team in the league, right? Yeah. Um, I think. The, I, yeah. No. Peter Shad said that on the com- on the commentary. Yeah. Okay, so lots to learn. Let's go through the team. Um, in goal, I think Crepo, you know, what can you do sometimes? Yeah, that was The Polito header, oh, that was just no chance on that. Yeah, yeah. The Hurtado shot was really good. Def- well, I, I don't think I he know. saw, I don't think, I watched the replay from the back behind the net angle, like, he doesn't even see it until it's just Blasted way off of yeah, his foot. Yeah, Kinda did a good job, like, curling that one. Like, yeah, that was it was right, it was a postage sample of a shot. Anyway, um, centre-backs, we're sticking with Kamiri and uh, Cornelius. If what if, uh, what if Godoy is free? Who comes out? Uh, out of Nerwinski, Cornelius, and um, Kamiri. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a bit cru- um, it's a bit cruel to drop Nerwinski. So uh, you'd have to think. I would think Kamiri. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think just because Cornelius and Godoy play, played together. like and, there's, yeah. Yeah. and it's not that Kamiri didn't do a decent job. But he's coming in having been injured last year, not his fault. Yeah. But like you yeah. have, but when you do come into a squad where you're injured or whether you're a new player, you have to earn the spot. Like well, unless you're some of, uh... European superstar that walks into the galaxy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. just walk into the spot. Well, th- there's a little bit of this. Um, you know how like players get better the longer they're out of the team. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of that going on with Godoy. Like, sure, he was probably the second best white cap last season, you could argue. Mm-hmm. But like, is he really going to single handedly change the entire team? Well, I'm I'm actually happy if we if we are gonna lose that game with Godoy or without Godoy, I'm actually happy he wasn't in that game so we can walk in a bit <laughs> yeah, more confident. Yeah, true. Yeah, his his self esteem is pretty high right now, <laughs> I imagine. Um, fullbacks, I don't think there's any change with Nerwinski and Adnan. No, nope. I think they both did a pretty reasonable. I was thinking, you know who the Whitecaps should sign if they are worried about the right back spot? Stephen ba- Stephen Bates was a free agent. You think so? He's a free agent. Yeah, and he's like pretty old, but like yeah. he's a backup. And then if it's really so shaky, like Stephen Bateshore has gone every single where he's every place he's played, and he's he's right in saying this. Every single place he's played, he's been undervalued, and then they cut him, and then that team can't defend anymore. Like it's he's also played every for single pretty, place. He's played for some pretty bad teams, though. At the same time, I know, but he, like he, San he, Jose, he's also played but, for some pretty good teams. Well, yeah, Tor- yeah, Toronto's like he played right. for San Jose and Vancouver, who were I think we could probably in the category of bad teams. Hey, but Tor- <laughs> <laughs> but Toronto, <laughs> Toronto. Had really underestimated how much of an impact he was going to have. And LAFC, they're not exactly the defensive stalwart. That's partly, what, partly Walker Zimmerman. But, you know. Yeah. yeah it's, 
Zimmerman's a huge miss for them. Like honestly, oh, yeah. I think that's a terrible trade. Why did yeah, you, why I, I, I think like I don't think MLS GMs understand how important the like the MLS top no, five no, center back no, yeah. is to yeah. your team. It is really important. I don't. I don't. What do they get for him? Like a, a bunch of money and an international mil- spot. Just a million in allocation. I think that's it's not, not bad. That, it's not it's bad, but not, like, but it's he. I think he brings a lot more worth being there on your team. And I guess and Dallas really suffered after he left, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, like, we'll, we'll see, like, we'll see like how like that Capara, goes. Just disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's another effect. And, they lost, they, and then like, Minnesota? And the Whitecaps with Waston. Right? I'm just kidding, yeah. just kidding about the Waston thing. Um, <laughs> midfielders, are we seeing... Um, all right, let's go if Uosu is not available. Still Tybert and, uh, and Ingbom? I think so. Well, I don't think if he is ever. available, does Tybert come out? Is this the game to put Uosu in? For Uosu? I yeah. So. Well, I, I mean, that's it's a bit harsh in some sense, because honestly, Inbom had a much worse game than Tiber. Yes, he did. So, but like, he also has a lot higher but, So, like, yeah, there's, like, the upside. I feel like it's, I mean, I'm also on the camp of, like, Tiber is not a starting 11 MLS midfielder, mm-hmm. but I'm all, but it's also, like, I feel kind of bad that he keeps having to earn his spot every single year. Yeah. How many but times also, But it's also, this? like, it's spot by default, so you didn't, like, earn it, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, I think we all still think he's going to become that player who scored two goals against the Galaxy. I mean, um, it is the team that he scored two. <laughs> it's true, actually. Yeah, he has he, uh, he has Tor- four oh, wait, against no, them. That was the last year. He scored in Toronto in twenty eighteen. Yeah, every time he takes a shot, it's like a unicorn. <laughs> it's so rare. Um, in the attacking positions, Reyna is probably going to start in the ten. Mm-hmm. Milinkovic was actually Milinkovic got a lot of praise for his performance on the weekend. And I think he rightly so. I think so. Like as well. when he, he set up that goal, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. He just uh, I think if he could take people on more often, I, I would like that a lot more. Um, Milinkovic, Peter, yeah. thumbs up, thumbs down. Seems like Vancouver's a lot more like Scotland than Hull. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think Michael McCall would agree with that one. Um, right mid, Dahomey, as long as he doesn't flop as much. Yeah, yeah, he's. He's, somebody's gonna tell him about the AR. Yes. <laughs> but like he can't, he can't do that. Here. Yeah, I think he, in preseason he went over for and he won a penalty and it got turned over by VAR. Twycap said two um, VAR. Oh yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking of the one where he should have had the shot. Yeah, 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 that was a that was just bad refereeing. Um, <laughs> but like, who who are the who options? Yeah. yeah, like who would replace them? Well, Repost is the only one that would replace him right now. And I like. And would that be an upgrade? Like, no, like, it's such well, a long card, especially in the galaxy. I think Reposo. Yeah. I haven't seen much of Reposo. Obviously, he hasn't. He didn't play much, but he seems to bring energy, which can't be a bad thing. But how He's, much? He was you, super yeah. well. He was super well spoken, and he did well in the pre. And like his preseason, I think, is a bit. Um, like spiked because his goals, I believe, were in the like the not on camera games. The Dallas, like the game, Dallas yeah. game, I yeah. think was where his goals yeah. were. I well, he had two, so maybe he got one somewhere else. But um, yeah, but yeah. Well, like yeah, it's not like a realistic option. I don't think. No, it, and like Reyna moved to the wing for the last twenty minutes or fifteen minutes of the game um, against Kansas when Montero came in for Milinkovic. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, maybe something there. Montero in the number 10 position, Reyna on the right wing or left wing. But I feel like if that's the case, then I don't know if 4-2-3-1 would be a good formation for that. 4-2-3-1 is the only formation you can fit Freddie Montero and Lucas Cavallini in. Yeah, and yeah. I would also argue the same for Reyna and Cavallini because I, d- I think we've seen enough of Reyna on the wing to realize he it's he's not it's not to our interest to put him there. Yeah, don't rain him on the wing. Um, yeah, that's just my opinion. Center forward Cavallini, 
I think that's yep. safe yeah, to go I with. I think he should have. Oh, yeah, he. Goals, but, you know, I think one one of those two would have been fair. Yeah. Put it to nerves. Yeah, yeah I think because like he should ideally for the Whitecaps be a one goal a game kind of yeah, person. Yeah, that's that's what we said. I don't know if it was on the podcast or as we were going to the stadium, but um, yeah, he should be a goal a game. Like it was going to the stadium. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, if he can get that goal a game, that puts you in a lot more. Well, if he gets a goal a game. He's like the golden boot. I mean, yeah. I mean, like. I think you well, can. I think, I think like, you can expect. I, I I would like to see Kai Kamar production on the Lucas Cavalier. I like to see a goal every two games. Every two, two games. games. I actually was looking yeah. at Kai Kamara's Wikipedia the other day for some reason. He every single place he's gone, he gets two, a goal every two games. Yeah. or more. Like mm-hmm. it's really impressive. Is that including Norwich? Where he's oh, okay, no, not Norwich. <laughs> he scored a goal in his first. Is, game he's, actually, in he's done better since he since like him in his latter years, like twenty seven okay. onward. He's done better. Hmm. Nice. Maybe just getting smarter. Well, he scored in the opening day. Um, like, he did, yeah. He did it. Age. Yeah, he did that. He did his thing of you know the goalie jumps up for the ball, but he jumps in front of the path of the ball of yeah. the goalie and yeah. got there yeah. before. Like he, the guy scores goals, honestly. Yeah, it's should have kept him. Probably. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I think he wanted more than he was worth um, in terms of like. You know, yeah, salary I mean, and, gotta get uh, paid, and it's, it's true. And he's in the twilight of his career. So, well, Colorado looked pretty good. I, that was the um, for some game. reason that was the first game of the MLS yeah. season, and let's just say the first half did not spark joy, um, <laughs> as you would hope. Um, all right, that's the uh, Whitecaps preview taken care of. It's time for this week's. Do you know who I am? Alright guys, so uh, Peter's up on the standings at this early stage of uh, of the Do You Know Who I Am season. Nick, are you uh, feeling excited for this uh, one? As long as I don't get shut out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very uh, optimist union uh, take on uh, on the Do You Know Who I Am season. Unfortunately, Gideon um, is not feeling well, so he won't be able to take part uh, this week. But uh, here we go, first clue. I am a MLS player with 52 caps and 6 goals for my country. So, not a goalkeeper you can take from that. uh, I have played for four MLS teams. Okay. I spent five years playing for Anderlecht. Uh, Stop Andy Nahar. No, not Andy Nahar. The first MLS team I played for was Chivas USA. Rest in peace. I was too young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I then went on to play for uh, the Red Bulls, Orlando, and now one of the LA teams. Stop, Sasha Kleschen. Sasha Kleschen! Congratulations. Not um, shut out. Not shut out. <laughs> yeah, not very up. good. Um, actually, there was a small error. He hasn't played for. Um, LA yet, but but he will. He will. He will. Actually, did <laughs> no, he, he, play he, last he, he didn't play. He didn't okay, play. there you go. No, he All right. okay. My uh, my clue was flawless. Then congratulations, <laughs> Nick. That was this week's. Do you know who I am?
Okay, speaking of LA, let's get into it. Klesian joined the team, one of their many, many off-season um, acquisitions. There's the big-name ones, which we'll talk about in a bit, but there's also, you know, Klesian Katai from Chicago. That one surprised me a lot, um, because he was a good player for Chicago, yeah. right? And, you know, I kind of kind of makes sense, because he, he played as the kind of winger-forward yeah, it, 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 my my impression of him in Chicago was of Katai was that he would drift a lot, like mm-hmm. behind. Um, was it Nikolic that time who played for um, Chicago? What was one of their one of their strikers? But he would he would do, do the drifting and set piece kind of a thing. Um, and I guess now with um, Pavon and um, Chicharito in the squad, maybe he wants yeah. to do the same kind of exactly. A thing. Yeah, like, yeah, it could be a really good threat. And I mean, I think any MLS backline would be afraid of those just those two and then add in Katai who can score and set up goals like yeah no I remember I remember the pundits kind of analysts of him over the offseason was that he was a very valuable free agent because his just underlying numbers in terms of assists yeah and like just mm-hmm. chance creation was how much just he improves he boosted a team's xg yeah it's it, just... it'll be interesting when he goes from a team like Chicago to a team like LA which you think LA would have more chances right but how many of those chances will be down to him versus you know the other creative forces? Because in Chicago, like he kind of may being, have been the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, you, it you might be harsh to say that, but like you know, Schweinsteiger isn't making his way up the pitch to do a through ball, right? He's very much staying at home. So Katai would be, you know, he's less relied on. But interesting to see if that opens up other sides of his game too. Certainly, that kind of a that kind of a player. Peter, the other signing that we we just can't not talk about, who didn't have a great game last game, to be fair, is Chicharito. Javier Hernandez. Yeah, yes. no, he is the biggest MLS signing this offseason, or at least yeah, arguably actually, so. So I wrote down on the running order, I think it was a little bit later, but um, where does Chicharito rank on, let's just go with LA, <laughs> just their DP kind of a ranking. I will not tolerate any anti-Robbie Keane chat, so we'll just leave that at the door. No, I like Robbie Keane. But yeah. Robbie Keane was, like, legitimately really, really good. Good man, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, of course. Robbie Keane was, like, proven... His record in MLS speaks for itself. Okay, you know, I, I didn't know you when there was that speculation about Robbie Keane coming to the White Cavs. I was actually totally against that, because really? never meet your heroes, that's why. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. No, <laughs> no he, he, well, I think he would have done well, because I think... Um, Keen and Robbo yeah, they, played they, at the Wolves, Wolves. They played together. at Wolves. Yeah. And then, yeah, Keen, I think, wanted a Max Tam deal or a designated player contract, and that just was, it was just too risky for the Cavs. Yeah. No, I think since then, Keen hasn't been up to much. He might have even no, retired. Yeah, he, he, he moved to the Indian, he moved to the Indian Super League. Oh, yeah. That's for just like, a which payday. is like, they have like, they play like 12 games a they season do, or something. Yeah. Wow. Because so they can't like, compete he, with cricket. Then, yeah, he yeah. played like six game, six appearances for them, and then he retired. Yeah. He coached, didn't he coach? Oh, no, that's Roy Keane. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <sorry. laughs> yeah. So, Keane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're pretty much the same player. <laughs> same player. <laughs> yeah. No, um, so, yeah, back to Javier Hernandez. Like, gr- a great resume, first of all. Like, mm-hmm. just his national team, you know, um, st- stature alone, right? Like, Mr. Mexico or, or whatever they yeah. call him. Captain Mexico? Probably. Like, he's Captain one Mexico. of the players that they, like, heavily I'd root lean on. It's Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should we? I wonder who could play soccer better. Anyway. Um, yeah, like, let's say, so, you know, Zlatan gone, Chicharito in, like, not, not like, not in not terms of... similar 
personality. No, not personality, but like the ambiance or the you know the the cloud around the player. Oh. Same size cloud in LA. If anything, bigger cloud for Hernandez. Than no, Ibrahimovic. yeah, Ibrahimovic was so likable in terms of and just he did so much off the pitch and yeah. and on it, but. There you can like Chicharito has been a player that fans across this league have wanted to see for years. Yeah, he is the sing. I, other than bringing in Cristiano Ronaldo to LA, honestly, I think Chicharito is the biggest signing that the Galaxy could bring in in terms of like right now in terms yeah. of just putting bums in seats. Yeah, well, so they, the he, Mexican population in Los Angeles. I mean, that's, Houston that's good, sold out their stadium, yeah. which. Houston. Like, yeah, I know. That happens. was remarkable. Do you yeah. think that LA Galaxy is afraid of LAFC, and that's kind of why they're really yeah. So it, it, it's it's interesting because like LAFC have a yeah. really good product. So they came in and they they kind of were like, we don't care that you've been here, you the, old the, fogies, boomers, whatever. There's an interesting right? like yin yang thing happening between. Galaxy and LAFC, which are the two schools of thought for MLS, MLS squad yeah, building. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Ga- like Galaxy, obviously, you know, in the last few years, they haven't really gone with the big name thing until Ibrahimovic joins, like that gap between Keane and Ibrahimovic, there was kind of mm-hmm. some weird stuff going on. But the LAFC haven't gone completely the other way either, right? They they have good young players, but they still rely on Vea and, you know, players that they pick up yeah. here and there who have some, some pedigree. But I, I agree with you, Peter, like, I think... Ronaldo, Messi, and Chicharito are the three like top players you could have brought in. And Ronaldo and Messi aren't going anywhere, and Chicharito was it was probably the right time in his career um, for him move. to move. Yeah, he was with Sevilla last, I think. Yeah, he was with Sevilla yeah. for I think roughly six months. Yeah, and before that he was with Leverkusen. No, West West Ham. Oh, re- oh yeah. Yeah, he was. He, see, he, see after after he left West Ham, he should have just gone to the Galaxy. But they had, I guess they have. Yeah, they have, but. Or coming came to MLS, but yeah, yeah also it ends well. Yeah, like I think his career peaked at oh god, probably Leverkusen. He was on yeah, the yeah I'd say Leverkusen yeah. was his top like market. And value. He, he was just he was just a bench player in um, at United. Um, I think he had loan. He had loan at Real Madrid. Real Madrid, yeah. Um, him and Adebayor had loans at Real Madrid for weird reasons. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So like, well, we, they got money to spend. You know. They have too much money to spend <laughs> by the looks of it. Um, so yeah, Chicharito, like obviously center forward. If anyone, for, for whatever reason, hasn't seen him play a game before, he's the ultimate poacher, right? Like yeah. half chance in the box, it's a goal, mm-hmm. um, kind of a thing. And as we mentioned before, Katai will probably play at, uh, at, in one of the front three positions along with Christian Pavan, who scored an amazing goal last mm-hmm. week. Um, you guys had a chance to see that one? Yeah, that was a really good goal. Yeah. But, impre- I mean, David Bingham just... One- he made up for the fact that he he was the sole reason they conceded the one goal the Galaxy gave up, but he's the one who assisted that yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, Bingham assisted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stats speak for themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bingham giveth, Bingham take it away. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a thing. Um, yeah, uh, Nick, have you seen enough of Pavon to kind of have a judgment on his talent? Not really. No? Like, in all honesty, like, I think, I think you know, just from the, the previous game, like, he seems to be like an excellent addition, yeah. and like I think he's still technically on loan too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's yeah, I think he's still technically on loan. I can I can confidently tell tell you though from watching Christian Pavon, he is the Galaxy's best player. Yeah, and he is the gal the player that is going to get twenty plus goals in LA. It is not Chicharito. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So you think you he'll think have more goals than Chicharito? Chicharito. Yeah, because like for his goal, he picked up the ball at the halfway line, 
and had to drive for it himself, right? To me, yeah. that means that he's to be to be being fair to Chicharito. Chicharito made very intelligent runs that pulled the two central yeah. defense Houston central right. defenders away from Pavon to give him the space to cut in from the Houston right back and curl it. Yeah, in. because and, because that I mean, and that's great from the Galaxy's perspective. People are focused yeah. Yeah. on Chicharito. Who's going to take penalties for that team? Definitely Yeah, He also captained the team on his first ever start yeah. for them, so that's yeah. in his contract too. But they have Pavon, they have Question, Legette, I think has taken penalties before. Yeah. You know, Bingham, you wouldn't surprise me if he took you know, <laughs> uh, penalty. Yeah. Um yeah, but like we've talked about this front line now for like ten minutes or so. It's because it's, really, be, it's really because good. they're really, really good, right? Like we we like Katai is the worst player in their front three, and I would have him any day of the week at the Whitecaps. Yeah. Um, it's just not it's just not fair. In the mid, let's talk about the midfield three a little bit. We have Leggett, um, who I think before he he I know he played centrally for a bit, but he played wide for a while wow. too. He's kind yeah. of like a utility, yeah, almost. Yeah, player. Um, he's he shifted into. Um, he shifted into a central midfielder role in the last couple of years. Yeah, he, he used yeah. to he used to be a left winger, I think. But yes, he's just become a box to box kind yeah. of guy. Because they would have Legette on one side and Alessandrini on the other. I remember, and they were super dangerous. Alessandrini would play up front sometimes too, um, depending on what was going on. But yeah, no, Legette like. But he can do everything. He can pick a pass. Yeah, he can yeah. run the ball back. You know, and like, strong, like strong player doesn't hurt. Um, uh, speaking of strong players, Perry Kitchen. Um, settled in nicely. Uh, he he seemed like a weird signing when he joined. Oh, LA. I I watched Perry. I think I'm probably being unfair to Perry Kitchen, but I remember watching him in the Minnesota game, and I really wanted the Galaxy to win just because I liked Zlatan, or just wanted <laughs> to see more of Zlatan. But oh my, I remember I watched the game, and I'm like Perry Kitchen constantly was like the exact opposite place of where he was supposed to be. Like he, he kept every time he should have pushed forward, drop back. And yeah. I'm like, you're, you're killing he's me. very <laughs> much like it, to borrow a hockey term. He's a stay-at-home <laughs> defend, defensive kind of a player, but the kind of guy you want to, to pick to pick up the ball and then just give it to someone else who's more creative, right? He fits. A- he's kind of like Russell Tybert, to be perfectly honest, but like oh, not worse. But no, he. I, I think he's. I think. I think he's worse, I think, I think oh, he's worse I, than Russell Tybert. Controversially, I would take Perry Kitchen over Russell Tybert. I wouldn't. I, I positionally, Perry Kitchen is Perry Kitchen is, is basically a center back. <laughs> someone, someone like, has to defend. Well, no, but like he's a center back, not in the center back position. Yeah, he just, so. he's just well, like there. Tybert, like the, the goal kick thing they were doing last yeah, week. Yeah, was not. It's fancy and new and shiny, but I don't think it was very functional. Yeah, no, that wasn't that very functional. Yeah, um, the third person who makes up the midfield three for um, the Galaxy is Sasha Kleshin, the yeah. uh, subject of our "Do You Know Who I Am?" Yeah. Among other accolades, he's a great MLS uh, creative force. Creative force. Yeah. yeah. Um, actually, I think he leads assists among active players in the league. Like, so he's really? been around for a long time. Um, I think among like active and inactive, he's in the top. 15 or 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, Hasn't he got like a hundred so appearances for the Red Bulls or like something ridiculous? Because yeah. that's where he yeah. was like just an assist king. Yeah. yeah, well, he actually played more games for Chivas than he did oh, for okay. the Red Bulls. And in between... And that, well, Chivas was a dumpster fire, so I mean... He was there during their like less of dumper... dumpster Yeah, I think he like, was there. Even, smaller dumpster yeah, fire. <laughs> Pre-Tommy McNamara. <laughs> Chivas, I like to call them. <laughs> um, yeah, like, so, I don't know. We kind of talked about how defensive Perry Kitchen is, how much of a utility player Legette is, and then how uh, how creative Question is. That sounds like a, a really, really balanced, balanced midfield. It sounds a decently balanced midfield. Well, you're but forget- I would agree that 
kitchen is probably your... Well, you're forgetting the galaxy's other superstar Mexican, that's Jonathan DeSantis. Yeah. He's, yeah. I just checked, he's questionable with a groin strain. Okay. So that's, because I noticed that, and I, I watched the galaxy's game against Houston, so and I noticed he wasn't there. who Do comes out? If, yeah, like, would he add anything he plays as the, he plays as their six, which is so random. So Perry Kitchen drops out. Yeah, there. Perry Kitchen drops out. It'll be legit and question. So it's, that would scare me quite a bit. Honestly. No, it's really I don't understand the Galaxy for the longest time. They've always kind of blamed their defense on their uh on their center backs, yeah. much like the Whitecaps have. When really I think the problem has been they they they've never held a defensive midfielder since I can't remember when they had the, like a solid. Or, oh, it was Nigel De Jong. That's the last time they've had a proper <laughs> central midfielder he's, as their yeah. de- a defensive midfielder. He's Ever more s- of a like a judo instructor than, <laughs> yeah. than a defensive midfielder. Yeah, I, I see what you I see what you mean, but they they're just such a top heavy team that you, I guess, you yeah. can't help to blame the people at the back for like it. Yeah, actually, so I, like, I was I was just looking at the formation. Well, I was just looking at the formation and like how it's all laid out and Guillermo Barros is a great coach. I think we can all agree on that, but it looks like he's tried to shoehorn all these attacking players in. You know, well, he's like, he, I can't not play Katai. Of course Katai has to play, he, right? He himself is an attacker. He, so. That's true. He, yeah. His my, mindset is more like, eh, defense will happen. Yeah. Yeah, no, his... his, <laughs> his Outshoot them. Just, outshoot them, yeah. you know? His favorite, um, yeah, his favorite formation at Boca was 4-3-3 attacking. Like he okay. is, he's an attacking, he's an attacking minded coach, yeah. which, you know, the Gallic, which fits the galaxy's profile. They're an oh, attacking yeah. minded team. That's very much an alignment of, of, uh, approaches or strategies. Yeah. Um, let's, let's touch on the back line. We, we mentioned, um, like Bingham before, you know, decent, a very cap friendly, um, goalkeeper in terms of the salary cap. Yeah. Could have been David Ostad. It could have, but, but he joined. If uh, not for the league, he joined the team that Zlatan owns, right? Hammerby, um, yeah. yeah. Happy for David, but yeah, yeah. yeah, he's back in his region of the world. world, not his country, but same region. Um, Backline, we have um, Rolf Felt- Felcher, um, who looked very good. Um, I-, I watched the first half of that game against Houston. Looked really good, making yeah, some like no, key tackles. Rolf Felcher was actually. I've he was a he came from Cardiff to the Galaxy a couple of years back, and I've thought he was really, really poor when I watched their games a couple yeah. of years ago, but he had a hell of a game. I think he was part of that team. You know, Remember when Galaxy sent a B team and they beat the Whitecaps? I think he was, was playing that day, it, yeah. and he uh, played yeah. quite well. Um, there's a couple of names. So I know uh, I know Insua is a new signing um, from Stuttgart, I think. He's a, he's had an impressive career, actually. Well, he's a football manager uh, all-star. Like, oh, is he? One of the first people you would sign <laughs> around. Football manager, like, 2012 would be, uh, would be him, yeah. They have a different Gonzalez, not uh, not Omar Gonzalez. Um, Giancarlo. Yeah, and uh, then th- then the name I t- wasn't sure if it was around last year was Dupuy. Yeah, this is I I searched that up because I was like I think I know that name. He played as a striker for Ottawa Fury. Really, same guy. Same guy. Same guy. Huh. Whoa. So like kind of kind of random. Huh. Interesting. But he is a defender. I looked at his transfer market, and he's a son. He's a central defender on transfer market now. Interesting. But he was definitely in the forward, like on like Ottawa. He was definitely a forward. That's I didn't watch him at striker, okay. but like that's what he was listed as. I wonder if that's like a database confusion. It, it might be, thing. but so I don't know if people would know this, but there's a guy, a guy um called John Charles. He's an old Welsh player, like. Oh God! Decades and decades ago, but he would play center back and 
um, center forward for um, Wales and um, I forget what club he played for in the UK. And he also moved to Italy. He was so successful and he's like um, like a huge like a legend in Italy. But he was so good that he would score a goal and then play center back for the rest of the game. Um, so look him up if you have a chance. Uh, John Charles. He's like a one, a player that you should know about that not enough people uh, know about. That's just a uh, tangent that I went on right the, there. So he's like the... Like the Kendall was... No, I won't yeah. say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so backline, I think the conclusion is um, nothing super impressive there. Like, Insua is a good player, like, um, but a left back does not a defense make, yeah. so to speak. Can, can be got at, I think, is where I would land on the... Yeah, I think that that's a good point. Like, because the team is so top-heavy... And if they're very attacking, that might... But you you also touched on a point that it could go one of two ways. The Whitecaps could lose, lose 4-0 or win 2 nothing, right? Like it's Or it could be 3-3 three, three. Three. Yeah, or could, something like that. Yeah. You know, like. Well, surpri- surprisingly, when I watched the Galaxies game, I mean, I know, Joe, you watched the first half as well. They It was different from what you'd watched last year. Because last year, it was very much like a complete dumpster fire at the back. Yeah. Like... Just the definition of dumpster fire. Um, <laughs> and it was the Zlatan show up front. The Galaxy against Houston were actually quite defensively so, solid yeah. and not that great in the final third. They, they looked mm. like they were working stuff out. And yeah. Like, how much of that is the fact that the focal point of their team wasn't up to full fitness and, you know, they it needed a needed a Pavon wonder goal to get them on the score sheet, like... They, I think they are also a team that are working things out, but from afar, they definitely look like a more appealing prospect in terms of a work in progress than the Whitecaps. Yeah, and you know yeah. that Jonathan DeSantis is going to help yeah. on that. If he, if he is available, you know, he's, he's very good at being a boxed box. Like, yeah. I don't, he, he's not a defensive midfielder, but even when even playing that position, he is really great at getting balls and, and creating chances because they, they were lacking... That connection a bit. They did a lot of long balls, actually. They, oh, yeah, kind of, or, or yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> that was their. That was definitely the name of the game last season for them. Yeah. Um, speaking of um, Chicharito and kind of goal scoring and all that kind of a thing, um, let's go to some questions from uh, the Twitter sphere. Dental Damnation asks uh, the kind gentleman here, "What over or under on Chicharito scoring a hat trick?" Under. Yeah, I definitely take the under. I think, uh, yeah, I would go with the under two. <laughs> I was going to be a contrarian for a second, but, uh, yeah. It, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, Over. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, four goals. Like, I don't know. Four goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, Six, if, if, if the Galaxy we, are parked in the Whitecaps box the whole game, any, like, ball that isn't cleared is going to land at Hernandez's feet. And, I don't think we yeah. would be devoting our time to hosting a Whitecaps podcast show we were that uncomfortable. <laughs> Watch him team. get four now. Watch, Watch him get, get four. four. Yeah. yeah. And we've got kind of a more introspective question from uh, Ben Cooper, Whitecats. He says uh, he's feeling let down by the game on Saturday. He's um, He says, I'm typically one to catastrophize negative events. Bracket, he's working on it. Good for you, uh, Ben. Um, is there anything to indicate that the Caps won't have another start like they did last season? Struggling to see positives. Uh, I, for me, I think yes, based on... Like, it's... Based on... Okay, the players that have to come into the team are exciting. And I think they're also further along the development cycle than they were this time last season with the messed up preseason. What do you guys think? I would agree that the messed up preseason last year didn't help. Um, I still think 
I would be a little bit more hesitant just because of the problems, you know, getting in players. And I mean, we also had that problem last year as well. So I don't know. Was that visa stuff or was that just the fact that we just signed everybody super late? I think it was more, definitely more that they signed people late, but I think the visa definitely played a part in it too. Well, I'll take, I'll give you two, I'll give, I'll take, answer both sides. I think I would say like, yes, in the sense that there are really good, or there's a lot of exciting players coming in with potential. Like I watched um, the Kinda, or not Kinda, that's the Kansas player, <laughs> um, BKL yeah. highlights that, um, let's never talk about that again. <laughs> Kansas was fantastic. <laughs> um, I watched the BKL highlights and oh my God, his turn is fantastic. Like yeah. he just... Oh, it's, it's exactly what you will need in the midfield too if you're getting pressed. And yeah, there's a lot. And you know, you the team that you saw on Saturday was virtu- was not all that different than the team you, that was in the team last year. I would I would counter to that that the Whitecaps are the youngest squad, and our new signing like Dong's not making it any older in the league, mm-hmm. and that is a seriously tall task. It's high risk, high reward for Marcus Santos, and it, it's the philosophy that we should be following, but. It is, you know, it's a young squad, and it's. I think it's going to be difficult if the team does start losing by a lot. Yeah. Like the locker room, it's going to be tough because you don't have you don't have your Scott Sutters, you don't have um, you know, your David Edgars, you don't have guys yeah. in there that like know what it's like to be in be in relegation battles. I think that's where even it's the really older depressing. players. I wouldn't necessarily call them, you know, leaders. Like you know, Montero seems like more kind of quiet guy rather than yeah. like a grab you by the scruff of the neck kind of guy yeah. no i definitely see your points and like it's going to come to the natural leaders in the team um so you know adnan Crepo, tybert um you would hope cavallini is that kind of a person too um it's gonna it's gonna come down to things like that and it's gonna be fascinating to look at um in the uh coming months and throughout the whole season but I, and i think you also touched on like a really important um thing that the whitecaps are pursuing a proper strategy yeah yeah they're trying to be younger they're trying to find new talent not bringing in known quantities or or known quantities interesting right and i think in the last couple of years in the mls those to go back to the lafc versus galaxy kind of philosophy battle that's going on i think the younger teams have been more I think it's absolutely the way that the league is trending, and it's absolutely the way that your team should want to go. You do have to acknowledge that, like, you know, if, for example, when the when some of the teams in the league have developed um, good young players, like let's not talk about Dallas or stuff, but like let's take New York City FC and James Sands, who's 19 years old. He was like a completely unknown quantity um, last year, and New York City FC is a really good team. And then when you put a young player into a system like that. It, it helps. So, like, you do... The Whitecaps will need to add quality, a bit more seasons, you know, 27-plus pieces into this squad to... Like, maybe their time signs, maybe their DPs, but they, they do need to build a structure around which they can pick and choose which young players deserve the chance to be in the team. Whereas when you play in a team that's entirely of young players, it's going to be really difficult for the Whitecaps to... Yeah. You know, no, it's an interesting point organizational structure or squad squad building structure so i I think it's a good point this may not be the team that the whitecaps will win with but it should be the team that they're working towards winning with right like i don't i don't think anyone's under the illusion that the whitecaps are going to win 
MLS Cup this year. Mm-hmm. But no. that would be very surprising. Uh, it would be. But are are we trying to build a platform for the next few years, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, and we'll have preview pods on the whole way just to watch. <laughs> we'll stop the preview pod when we win MLS Cup. How about that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to hold you to their... their <laughs> yeah, you know, please stop the preview your, pod. Yeah. Um, speaking <laughs> of that, actually, shout out to uh, a listener who would only... Go by the name Red Racer, who Nick and I ran into before the game. Um, thank you for your very kind words and the uh, fun discussion we had. Yeah, and uh, congratulations on your strategy for avoiding the line at the bar, too. That was uh, extremely intelligent. Yes. I'm not sure if you caught that one, Nick, but it was uh, <laughs> the, the man played it well. Um, all right, gentlemen, where can people find you online? You can find me at Peter Hickens on Twitter. Cool. And Nick, your Gmail and home address? Uh, no, that I won't be releasing. Oh, okay. uh, you can, if you really wanted to talk to me, you can just buzz me on Twitter uh, at SpaceAgeRobot56. And you can find me at Joe DC Van. Thank you very much for listening to the AFTN podcast. Enjoy the game. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, friendly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it, you know? Legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Oh, everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?